You're listening to the Collab Talk podcast, episode 83 of the MVP Buzz Chat series. In this episode, I'm talking with Office Apps and Services MVP Oliver Workus. <laughs> This is Christian Buckley with another MVP Buzz Chat, and I'm here talking today with Oliver. Hey, how's it going? Not too bad. Hi, Christian. How are you? I'm doing well. So why don't you introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, where you are, where you will soon be. Oh, I see. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's start with with, um, first my name, Oliver Verkus. I'm a senior consultant and SharePoint MVP for four consecutive years now. I'm working for a company called DeFacto. It's located in um, Alberta, in Edmonton, but we had offices in Calgary, Toronto, and Regina as well. Um, The things that I'm focusing at the moment, that is mainly um, SharePoint migrations. And that is what I was, what what I was talking about at user groups, at conferences in the recent, well, month or even years. And yeah, to your last question, um, we have a current um, personal project, which means we will be leaving BC and we will be heading to the East Coast at the beginning of April, which means we are moving to Nova Scotia. That is a, it's a major move uh, when you're going that that far cross country. And so like I, I, we were just chatting about before we hit record. Yeah. Um, I've done um, cross state moves three times. Mm-hmm. four times okay i guess uh and uh and 50 percent successful mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll see we'll see we had our first big move five years ago when we migrated from germany to yeah to the vancouver area yeah it was that was five years ago and that went pretty well and now after five years we're doing another big move we are moving from the west coast to the east coast and i'm hoping that everything goes well we'll see so you're, when you say that you focus on uh, SharePoint migration, you take migration very literally uh, yes. that you're doing the physical moves. So yes. uh, you know, for focusing still on that space, and obviously, as you know, and we've known each other for many years, that uh, you know, I was very involved in the, in the migration ISV space and talked mm-hmm. about it and did that. In fact, when I joined Microsoft back in 2006 as part of what became BPOS and now Office 365, yeah. Our team still owned a lot of the migrations moving, uh, initially moving people from 2003 to 2007. Mm-hmm. And then also, uh, so the group was spun out of Microsoft IT. Uh, and then over to 2010, uh, towards the end of my stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a, uh, it, it, still, I know people have a lot of questions. It's still a popular topic. It's still happening a lot. How Absolutely. is that? How has the, the, the discussion around migration changed? How has it evolved over the years that you've been involved with SharePoint? Yeah, you see, um, I'm surprised that there's so much need for information. And uh, my, my talks on, on SharePoint migration, on the SharePoint migration preparation, they're, 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 they're very successful. And what I see in the, in the market out there, that is mainly two kinds of migrations. So we still have migrations from SharePoint to SharePoint, which means... It can be SharePoint 2010, even 2013, 2016, to SharePoint Online or to Office 365. That is one big topic in terms of migrations. 
And the other one, and that is what I think is very surprising, that is migrations from file shares to SharePoint Online. So that is what, what I did a lot in the, in the past month and years. Uh, so organizations have been using file shares for many, many years. And mm -hmm. um, well, we all know how a file share looks like after, uh, let's say, two, three, four, five years of usage, right? And organizations try to be more structured in terms of managing their data. And I think that is the main driver for them to migrate their file shares over to SharePoint Online. And it's surprisingly, it's a lot of companies who are doing file share migrations these days. Well, there's still, it, it, yeah, I, so talking with a couple other clients about that, that kind of made this the same comment that there's mm -hmm. like a lot of organizations, especially the larger the organization, the more likely you'll find still deeply embedded into the organization, a lot of processes around these this file shares because they've mm -hmm. gotten, they've built these customizations around it. Uh, a lot of their business processes rely then on those connections. You can't just up and move them away. No. And Microsoft's answer, not that it's their only answer, I, mm -hmm. they understand the complexity of it, but to say, hey, just move off of the file shares over into SharePoint, it's, it's not always easily done. Absolutely, no, it's, it's not, it's not. Especially um, if an organization is using a file share for many, many years. Well, we know how these file shares look like, right? We have subfolders and subfolders and subfolders and subfolders and subfolders and um, a lot of document versions, right? So business report version one to version, I don't know, 358. And well, first, first there needs to be a kind of cleanup and an assessment. I think that is, that is, that is most important. And after, after organizations have done this assessment, they know what they can migrate over to SharePoint and then they start with the next big step, which means um, they, they need to create a structure, a logical structure, or even a technical structure in SharePoint Online, which means, okay. well, in the file share we have folders, right? We have folders within folders within folders. In SharePoint, we have a different type of structuring, which is site collections, sites, libraries. And well, we, we need to find a match here, right? So. What has been stored to the file share in a folder structure now needs to be stored in a site and library structure. And that is, that is a big endeavor for many organizations, especially if they're not familiar with SharePoint and with Office 365. Well, so how much of the ownership of that, that cleanup yeah. uh, and, and uh, you know, do you really need to push on to the hands of the end users that own that content that are, are familiar mm -hmm. with that? And how much of that is an administrative task? Yeah, so what I like to do is um, I like to involve my clients um, with this cleanup phase, with the cleanup tasks, because they know best what documents they want to maintain, which documents are just temporary documents, and which documents, well, don't need to be migrated anymore because they're outdated or whatever. So what I usually do is I usually start with a kind of, with a kind of workshop. I work with departments and tell them, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is how your file share looks like. This is how your SharePoint environment might look like. But before we do that, we need to do a cleanup, right? So I, I usually provide a knowledge, which means this knowledge enables them to do the cleanup on their own. And I, as a consultant, I'm just, I'm just supporting them. And this, this has worked pretty well. Well, it's it, so back in 2009, um, mm -hmm. so I left Microsoft, went to the little uh, uh, you know, uh, migration ISV echo technology mm -hmm. uh, and 
and we actually launched a product right before we got acquired 10 months later by uh, Exceller mm -hmm. uh, called File Loader. And we were the first company to come out with the pre-migration analysis. And part of it with the file loader was mm -hmm. exactly that. An admin can go in, do analysis of all the content, as, and literally hand out a spreadsheet of all of the content and every file share to each mm -hmm. end user and, and say, hey, here's where it is. Here's the path to every single document, every single file. Mm -hmm. You go figure out. Because right now it looks like we have 30 versions of that same document which actually need to be moved and they mm -hmm. literally could go in and uncheck or delete the line of the duplicates and would only then move that content over that was a i don't even know if that tool exists anymore mm -hmm. i know there, there are others out there but you know going through multiple acquisitions um good products sometimes get shelved yeah. um, over where other investments have already been made mm -hmm. uh, but that whole idea of of going and cleaning up first, not moving your garbage. And we used always used to, I know you've used something very similar. It's a good visual, but you're moving homes across the country. Yeah. Uh, uh, and if you've ever helped somebody pack up and move, I've done this many times in communities I've lived, friends through my church and, and elsewhere, where they did not take the time to pack and prepare and the movers showed up and they needed to go then. And we literally took dirty dishes out of the sink, mm -hmm. dried them off, put them in boxes. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, just because we were packing up and going, we tried to rinse and yeah. they were still dirty, but they didn't have like, your food in them, but you know, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Um, yeah, but and move things over. And a lot of organizations look at migration of SharePoint in much the same way, where they, well, we know it's a hot mess over here, and we need to do a lot of things better, and we need to mm -hmm. clean things up. But we'll just move it all across as is over to the new environment. Can you do that? Yes. And then you also inherit all of those problems, if not more. Um, and and. Uh, you know, migration is that opportunity to go mm -hmm. and fix things, oh, yeah. to clean things up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree to that. So um, everyone who has been listening to my talks recently knows that, that my talks usually end with a summary slide. And on the top of that summary slide, you see, okay, try to avoid lift and shift migrations or do not do lift and shift. You're absolutely right. Technical. Technically, you can do that. Technically, you can just take what, what is existing in your source environment, move that over to, to SharePoint. There are great tools out there. For example, the, um, uh, the Shagit tool or the, uh, the new Mover tool that has been acquired by Microsoft. You can use these tools to just migrate your existing stuff over to SharePoint. But you're giving away a lot of opportunities to improve your data, to improve your, your daily business, to to restructure your data, to clean up what you currently have. And usually if you, if you do a lift and shift migration, you, you end up with the same mess that you had in your source environment. Yeah. And usually it, it, it just takes weeks until organizations realize, well, we have a new environment, a very modern new environment in the cloud but we still have the same mess that we had in our source environment. And then they start to do a cleanup. Then they start to think about, okay, what can we do to improve that, right? You can do it like this, but this is a kind of yeah, waste of effort, waste of money. If you do that during the migration, right, this is much more efficient. 
Well, you know, you know, it's interesting, and bear with me here for a second, but back in the uh, early to mid-90s, and I worked yeah. in the, you know, the data warehousing space, and I worked for Pacific Bell, the phone company in the West Coast, and mm. just now all SBC bought us, and they rebranded it back as AT&T and all that kind of stuff. Um, but we had, every time we were going to go in and merge data um, across two different systems, uh, my, my internal clients were these uh, marketing teams, but these uh, uh, senior business analysts and data analysts. But we had, you know, uh, you know, SQL admins. We had, uh, you know, data warehouse. These uh, the people that lived and breathed in the data. And so you'd say, hey, we're we've got newer data coming in. They're constantly cleaning and swapping out and optimizing and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, that concept. Again, this is my perception. Uh, that 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 concept of that role in the Microsoft ecosystem, like it didn't it didn't transfer in. You know, mm -hmm. we don't have that kind of data uh, database admin, database you know analyst, mm -hmm. data analyst mm -hmm. function within mm -hmm. the SharePoint space. Mm -hmm. So if no one owns overall the the data, you know cleanliness, the uh, you know the data quality. Uh, for mm -hmm. an organization, and that's mm -hmm. pushed on to more of the IT owner of uh, SharePoint workload or of those servers or of the services now with Office 365. Like, who's looking at the integrity of the data and the cleanliness of the data? Mm -hmm. But do you see that as a gap today, or is it just is my perception off? Ah, uh, no, no, your, your perception isn't off, but um, I think roles are changing today. So the roles of the IT department is changing, and I think the roles of um, well, the departments of organizations they are changing as well. And one of the things that they need to learn when they're moving from, let's say, a file share to SharePoint to SharePoint Online or, or to Office three sixty five, one thing they need to learn is that they need to be they need to be data owners or document owners. Right? They need to be people responsible for the data in an organization. Right? And well, if organizations don't do it, then they, they will soon end up with the same mess they had before the migration. And that is, that is definitely something that, uh, that is part of my, of my um, workshops with clients. And that is usually part of the workshop when I talk about change management and user adoption. It, so, um, Sometimes, sometimes there are some, well, or I conduct governance workshops with an organization. Mm -hmm. And in these governance workshops, that is, that is a big topic because I usually recommend to have a governance committee. I usually recommend to have a, to have a governance document that is available for everyone in the organization. And this governance, do, gov, sorry, governance document needs to, needs to yeah, show these rules, need, need, needs to publish these rules. And these rules are, okay, Every department needs to be responsible for their data. They need to be responsible for cleaning up their data. They need to be responsible for keeping their data up to date. So that is a kind of manual task. But Office 365 is a super modern environment and you, you can't automate at least parts of these tasks. You can use Power Automate, for example, to, to create workflows that send out reminders if a document gets out of date soon. Right? So there are options to automate that. But in a nutshell, yes, you're absolutely right. It's not the IT department anymore. It's the departments. It's the owners. So they need to take care of their documents. Well, there's, 
And, and I understand that. And, and uh, I think, I mean, as a, I guess this is more a question for you is, do you see organizations um, going and building that kind of automation uh, of putting in place to say like, hey, there's, uh, I mean, I, I saw this in the early days back when I did some SharePoint administration where mm -hmm. uh, we were proactively so working with internal groups. Mm -hmm. you, you had some um, owners of team sites that would proactively get the reports of Mm -hmm. See, like the here's a list of like an aging report of content that's not been touched or edited or moved mm -hmm. or accessed or anything mm -hmm. in 120 days. Does <laughs> yep. this need to be moved out and archived? Is it no longer? I mean, mm -hmm. do, do we need to delete it from the system? Do we need to back it up to tape and pull mm -hmm. it out of the system? I mean, kind of th those kinds of conversations were happening. Do yep. you see that with your clients? Yep that kind of automation where they're getting those notifications and then automatically managing that content. Absolutely. Absolutely. I see that. And the interesting thing is um, now that power automate is available, right. On, 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 on to a, to a broader audience, many organizations, they, they use power automate or what was formerly known as flow. They are using that to create their own automating tasks and most organizations, they start with very simple workflows, just reminders, right? So this document is about to, to become out, outdated. And what do you want to do? Do you want to review it? Do you want to update it? Should it be archived or what, or what? So, and with Power Automate, these kind of workflows are super easy to create. It's not rocket science anymore. It's just a few clicks. And that is what many organizations do. And I think that's a, that's a good starter. It's, it's not the perfect solution yet, absolutely no, but if organizations start to do it like this, this shows me that they are aware of the problem that, and that they want to proactively work on this problem and that they want to improve that. And I think that, that, is, that is a good first step and I'm happy that Power Automate is providing great support for that. Yeah, I, 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 so I... I guess there's i uh, I'm going to couple, uh, uh, you know, couple thoughts on this, this topic mm -hmm. that I'm, I, 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 so seven, eight years ago, I saw more organizations that would have loved to have something like power automate to go and set up those, those profiles. And then as the cost of storage has continued to go down as the, um, you know, as, as organizations have just, um, as you know, I mean, the, the size of databases, the, mm -hmm. the amount of content that's been mm -hmm. stored, I mean, it's no longer are you constantly fighting that battle of upper end limits on, on storage and mm -hmm. saying, hey, we need to go and purge out old and just to keep things balanced and performance you know, uh, impacts have gone way down to having massive amounts of data. And so organizations have just, um, again, my perception uh, uh, they're not as proactive in cleaning a lot of that stuff up um, now. <laughs> yes. um, but it's, I mean, obviously it does impact other, other things. It's mm -hmm. a, you know, potentially uh, an IP security risk by having mm -hmm. content that should have been removed from the system a long time ago still exist. Um, it, it could, it makes search more difficult to get through to the quality content. Yes. Um, you know, kind of all those different issues. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, uh, again, organizations that I talk to, unless they are just hardcore records management aware organizations, mm -hmm. 
they're not thinking in these these terms at the beginning they are not you're absolutely right at the beginning they are not and um, today that that uh, that there is no or that that we don't have these hard limitations in terms of storage anymore organizations tend to yeah, leave data um, for months for years untouched right but I think that's a learning curve. Once organizations notice or realize, well, now we are on Office 365 for let's say six months, 12 months, and well, old data starts to gather up. So, which means we have a lot of old data, outdated documents, and nobody cares about that. And and, and we are starting to become the same mass again, or to, to get the same mass again in our SharePoint environment. That is usually a trigger for them to, well, to start thinking, okay, what can we do? Now we are on a very modern environment. So what can this environment do to support us with our cleanup tasks or with keeping our, our documents or data up to date? And that, is, and that is when they realize, okay, there is this thing called Power Automate. And, and, and this is interesting. We can use that. To your point, six, seven, eight years ago, there was no Power Automate. So we had the out-of-the-box workflows. We had this... Uh, strange tool called SharePoint Designer. I'm pretty sure you remember. And we had Nintex. So Nintex was a great platform, but it was too expensive for many organizations. SharePoint Designer was, yeah, let's say it this way. You, you can use it to create workflows, but it wasn't, it wasn't the best tool to do that. Uh, so Organizations, they were kind of yeah, reluctant on, okay, how, what can we do to automate these tasks? They, they simply didn't have the right tools. Today, they have the right tools, right? And I think that, that, is, that is something that organizations need to learn. And that is part of my support. So when I'm supporting a client with migrating from FileShare to SharePoint Online or even from SharePoint 2010, for example, to SharePoint Online, that is, that is what we do at the end, which means, okay, what are the additional tasks that, that we need to look at now that the migration is finished? And mm -hmm. this, this automation, that is, that is definitely a task that organizations need to, need to focus on once they have been migrating their data to, the, uh, to Office 365. And, and I think it's an important step people under, need to oh, understand yeah. too, that you're moving all the content over. Even if you do a lift and shift, you mm -hmm. have your content over there, going in and setting up these automations is really the beginnings then of your mm -hmm. governance activities you yeah. know, ongoing. Because yeah. once you go and clean this stuff up, it, mm -hmm. it doesn't stop. People will continually add content in and merge other things in and file shares come in and third party cloud data gets moved in. And, mm -hmm. and, and there's a, it's a continual process where you're going in and refining and adjusting yeah, it's all part of that governance process, part of that exactly, ongoing administration. Exactly, that is that is where governance kicks in. You're absolutely right. Yes. Well, it's it, it, interesting. Um, you know, so thinking about the space and here, last couple minutes here, but um, you know, with the, the all the evolution that's that's happened in the space, you know, kind of what what are the topics that you specifically talk on around migration? What questions are you still getting from clients? Because this, it's not like this is a new area. You know? No, it's not. No, and, it's not. Uh, so what are people still asking? So many people asking me, okay, um, well, we know what we have in our source environment. We know what we want to achieve in Office 365, but we don't know how to get there. 
right? How, how do we plan a migration? Well, technically, we know what to do. Technically, it means, well, take the files, use a tool like ShareGate, and migrate that stuff over to, to SharePoint Online and to a document library. So technically, everything is clear for them. But the process is not clear. So what is what we need to take care of? How do we plan this? Who is involved in that? Um, what, what are the best steps to get from source to target? How do we plan this? Uh, so, so these are the most important um, questions. And I think it's very, or at least it's surprising for me that, that people talk to me after my talk about planning a migration. Um, so they, they, they come back to me asking me, okay, um, your talk was great, but um, yeah, we have a different situation here. How do we do this? How do we do that? And, and, and we, we don't have a dedicated migration team. Uh, how, how is IT involved here? How can we involve our executives? Stuff like that. So basically, it's all about planning. It's not technical questions. It's more logical questions, right? What is the procedure looking like? Right. Well, that's, and that's, uh, again, as you mentioned, with a lot of the tools, with a lot of the automation, mm -hmm. um, and if you have this kind of, you play this advisory role, organizations that think, oh, we don't have the people, we don't have the knowledge to go and do it, and you can really kind of show them, mm -hmm. hey, you know, it doesn't, take a lot for the bulk of what, you know, the 80% of what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. You do have, it, it needs to be the people that are your admins, your content owners, yep. um, doing some of that setup and just kind of guiding them on that process. Yes. Hey, I was going to ask you last, last question here is sure. that, uh, so you mentioned uh, doing 2010 migrations. Yeah. Um, have you seen recently any older versions of, of SharePoint? Uh, not recently. So okay. I did a lot of, 2010 migrations recently. Let me quickly think. Yeah, I did a 2007 migration, but that has been, oh, that's a long time ago, five to six years ago. But um, 2010, well, there are a lot of companies out there who still use 2010. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, a ton. Well, I, I was thinking about this too, and I think it was in 2015. I was doing an event in Oregon and came across somebody that was using that had still had a 2003 wss environment wow and uh they built some little tools and they had some automation so they're like mm -hmm. why move mm -hmm. um and uh I, I i think it was back in like 2012 or 2013 when i last saw a 2001 Mm -hmm. uh, environment but Gee, uh, okay yeah but I mean, that was a that was a long time ago now but, that was a uh, long time ago yes yes uh, it, it it would be unheard of to find somebody still on 2001 or 2003 now i'm sure they exist out there yeah. you know yeah you're and, right you're right but, but no. still surprisingly it's a lot of organizations still use 2010 and when, whenever when, whenever i talk to guys um regarding a migration and i'm asking them okay what what is, what is your source environment? A lot of times they're answering, okay, we're, st we're still on 2010. We're happy with that. Yeah. Well, I, look, I, I'm old school. The project management uh, perspective of this is that, you know, one, you need to kind of, uh, you know, you need to achieve the value that you invested in. Oh, and yeah. that doesn't always, usually the value has not been fully realized uh, before the new technology comes out yeah. in that old, yeah. you know, three-year model. Mm -hmm. But then, then also, while there are a lot of advantages of the new technology, there's the cost of change, yeah. the cost of the migration, the cost of training and support, oh, yeah. 
and licensing and kind of, uh, kind of everything else involved with that, mm -hmm. where there might be a system again, where you've created customizations. And while as much as Microsoft would love to see you upgrade to the latest version, mm -hmm. if it's working for your organization, why move? You are right up to a certain degree. So that's one for those thing. little support issues and things. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Well, great. Well, Oliver, you know, people want to find out more about you or get in touch with you. What's the best way to reach you? Well, the best way to reach me is uh, yeah, just uh, just send me an send me an email or contact me via LinkedIn. I'm 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 very I'm very busy on on Twitter as well. So there are a lot of opportunities for for people to reach out to me. And I'm always happy if someone reaches out to me with a question and I'm trying to answer, answer all the questions in time. It might take some time because I'm busy with, uh, with other, other stuff. Migration. What, you have clients that are working? What? You, you can't answer Twitter <laughs> immediately? Come on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I'm, I usually try to support the community as much as I can. So just, just send an email to me or, or uh, reach out via, via LinkedIn and I'm trying to answer. Excellent. Well, thanks a lot for your time and uh, we'll see you at Summit. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you in a month. Okay.